We lose a Supreme Court justice to cancer, God rest her soul, and the collective left loses their ever-loving minds. We also may lose an FBI director, because it looks like Christopher Ray may be on his way out. Hold to God he is. It's the Adrian Slade Show. The presidential motorcade was just passed through heavy crowds in downtown Dallas. Destroying the media lies and dismantling the narratives. One story at a time. It's the Adrian Slade Show. Well, it finally happened. Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg finally passed away. And we want to keep her family and friends and everyone in in prayer, uh, lifting them up with the uh, comfort of the Lord. Because unlike the left, we don't dance on the graves of our political rivals. You know, we don't we don't do what they did to Herman Cain and go on and on about how, oh, well, he didn't wear a mask. He hated masks. And he went to a Trump rally and the Trump rally killed her. You know, we, we could have done that because back in, was it August 31st? This uh, individual, Barb Solish, uh, she is actually somebody who is a part of the committee for the Los Angeles Olympics coming up in 2028. Yeah, she put up a picture of her and her husband-to-be as they're getting married with Ruth Bader Ginsburg officiating the ceremony. And she said, 2020 has been so crazy, but let's now, but this is so supreme. So Ruth Bader Ginsburg is officiating a wedding, not wearing a mask, and I'm not even insinuating that coronavirus or any of that crap even mattered. We knew she had cancer for the longest time. And that's the interesting part of the whole thing. We weren't the ones projecting power and strength on Ruth Bader Ginsburg going, oh, she went to the hospital. Oh, she's out of the hospital now. And she's working out in the gym. She's looking like she's going to be a Conor McGregor. You know, we, we never did that. But the left did. They lionized her. They propped her up. And then on top of all of that, when she ends up dying and the news reports start break, they start breaking the, the wailing and gnashing of teeth was just insane. Listen to this one individual. She is having a meltdown. You guys, I'm driving your car, but I just got a notification that Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. I thought of when I saw that lady exploding on video was that kids in the hall skit with the chicken lady. Ah, the chicken lady! Brooke! That's my house over there, Brooke! And then she explodes at one point in one of the uh one of the episodes. That's what it sounded like when that lady just lost her poop. And the agonizing possession-filled screams of horror. Uh, they went on a little further. Somebody put all of these videos together in one mashup and just listen to the cacophony of insanity of the wailing of liberal nut jobs over the death of their political hero. Oh, and the left woman outside, stop it, 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 stop it,
See, the fact that they put so much power and weight into a Supreme Court justice should tell you everything. I mean, there, it's about control. That is the one position that should not be political. We should not be putting all of this attention and fear and projection onto a Supreme Court justice. It's the same thing that happens with the presidential election. We do the same thing. We make it seem like it's the most important election of any office when they're the executor. You know, George Washington, he understood this. In fact, somebody was doing a, a little uh, a thread on George Washington, and they actually said this. It was pretty good. George Washington, massively popular, with much of the citizenry calling for his coronation by this point, instead presented his sword to Congress. And then he resigned. And he was establishing that we will be a government of laws and not of men. And, and that's, that's what we should be thinking about with the office of the presidency, with the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court should be apolitical. Things should be brought to them that need clarification and judgment. And they should provide the judgment towards it. It should not be, we will decide law. We will decide, up oh, marriage between anybody is legal now. Ah, that wasn't even on the table. We're not gonna, we're not gonna, allow them to write legislation like John Roberts did with Obamacare, where he's just going to go, ah, yeah, it's a tax, although it's not a tax. And we're going to write, you know, we're going to, we're going to take the lettering of the law and kind of, you know, spruce it up for you a little bit. It's not how that works. So we're now faced with a situation where the left is freaking out. Because they really, they know we have a majority in the Senate on the right. And even if, because Lisa Murkowski and I think Claire McCaskill, some of those cats are saying, well, we're not going to vote for it. You know, we should wait until after the election to vote for it and blah, blah, blah. And so we lose two there. But that, I think from my understanding, we still have a good, good solid majority that could confirm a candidate. And to be honest, this whole argument about whether somebody should wait until after the election, the reason why it was brought up with Obama was because Obama was a lame duck president. He had no political uh, consequences if he did something. Because he can't run for re-election. The argument was, we don't want this guy dropping a deuce of a candidate in our backyard and just slamming the door behind him. Hey, what do you do then? The guys are appointed for life. So, you know, you had two brand new possibilities for a president, a President Hillary or a President Trump. And the people would decide, and that decision, that decision right there would decide whether or not a candidate could be appointed and confirmed at that point. Well, in this situation, Trump's running for re-election. He's still active, but he's still, he could lose re-election. And that, that in and of itself, uh, it should allow him to go ahead and work out his term, at least until the re-election. So he's in his right to appoint a Supreme Court justice easily. It's in the Constitution. 
And there's this dumb story going around about how Ruth Bader Ginsburg on her deathbed said we should you should wait until after the elections to appoint a Supreme Court justice. I don't know of any predecessors uh, deathbed clause in the Constitution. I don't know of any let's wait until after the election clause in the Constitution. Everything that Trump wants to do, he can do. And you know what? He should do it. And, you know, some people will say, well, you know, what about decorum? And decorum's gone, guys. Decorum was originally shot and killed under another Supreme Court justice hearing. Robert Bork. Remember that? They turned his last name into a freaking verb. To be borked meant you would just be slandered just beyond belief to the point where you're vilified and your last name means nothing. Your your reputation and character destroyed and then you lose your confirmation and then I guess the left wins. And they've done this quite a few times. That's the problem. They did it with Clarence Thomas talking about deep throat and pubic hair on a, on a Coke can. They did it to obviously Brett Kavanaugh. Remember that? Gang raping girls in a, in a frat party and they're you know hooking up on the chain gang and they're running trains on drunk women it was all bs the left didn't care they did it anyways and that's the problem when you impeach a president over a freaking phone call yeah go ahead and nominate just two months before an election i have no problem with it there should be no uh consideration of decorum for the left they don't care I see Joe Kennedy was like going, well, if he does nominate a Supreme Court and we get a presidential uh, election for Biden, we're going to pack the courts. Good. Go ahead and do it. Because you know what? You would have done it anyways. That would have happened regardless. And we all know it. You would have done whatever underhanded method of, of uh, subversion and and destruction to the your political enemy and even the Constitution these days that you would. I mean, you you would step over that line. And really, for Trump, this actually kind of bodes well on a couple ends, because here's the strategy. At least this is what I would say is a good strategy. First off, because you got to worry about defectors like Justin Amash or uh, maybe even Ben Sass, even though I'm, I'm on the fence with that guy. Some days I like him, some days I don't. You have to worry about some of these people that are going to try to be so uh, pragmatic while actually being orange man bad, you gotta have a Senate majority for confirmation. And you can thank Harry Reid for getting rid of the filibuster. And, uh, you know, I mean, hey, that's it, because of him, we now have the opportunity to have a simple majority for a confirmation. And so this is, this is the strategy that Trump and the Republicans can use. First off, you really only get one candidate typically historically and then you know this isn't some set in stone rule but this is how it typically plays out a candidate usually gets one confirmation and it's either yay or nay and if it's if they gets knocked down you don't see them come back for a second one and if it's somebody like Amy Coney Barrett a lot of people on the right like her and would like to have her as a supreme court justice so you've now got to run the game okay let's go ahead and nominate her and with the with the gop that aren't officially on board with the trump uh styled republicanism 
do you think that they would turn on her just because Orange Man bad? Well, then they have to make that decision. Do I destroy a candidate who would be excellent for the position? Although I still got to check in a little bit more on Amy Coney Barrett. There was somebody had put something out once that made me go, hmm, I got to look in on her a little bit. I'm only hearing that she's stellar. I don't know 100%. But regardless of that, because I mean, it could be Ted Cruz that his name was floated. And a lot of people had the argument, well, if you take Ted Cruz out, you lose a member of the Senate. Did you see the Beto election? We almost lost Ted Cruz on that one. And my theory is, we've got some good up-and-coming conservatives becoming candidates. I would wait until after the election for that nomination if you decided to go with Cruz, because you want to make sure that you have secured your majority in the Senate. And that if taking Cruz out would affect your majority or not. But if if you could move him, would you want to take a chance on having a re-election where the left can, you know, infect Texas enough that they can make Beto O'Rourke the senator? Or would you move Ted Cruz into a position where he's now a lifetime appointee? You know what I'm saying? You now have Ted Cruz for life. Ted Cruz for life was would not be a bad thing. But regardless, here's the thing. So now you run a candidate like Amy Coney Barrett up there, and the GOP has to make a decision. Do I want to destroy her opportunity at being our Supreme Court justice replacement? And do I want to take someone who I would like as a Supreme Court justice and destroy her confirmation simply because the timing isn't right and we should have some decorum with the party that wants to destroy us and tells their supporters that they should surround us in, in, a, in a restroom or a gas station and tell us that we're not welcome in America. Do you really want to have decorum with them when they impeach the president over a, a freaking phone call? Ah, screw decorum. But anyways... So then the other thing that's going to happen is the left, because they cannot help themselves, are going to be so insane that they're going to smear, because they have to. They did it with Kavanaugh. They did it with Bork. They did it with Thomas. They will do it with Amy Coney Barrett somehow, some way. They will find an angle and slander and vilify her and turn her into the ugliest person in the United States. And when they do that, what's that going to do to the electorate? Look what it did with Brett Kavanaugh. When they did that to Kavanaugh, many of the left were like, I'm done. I am done. And they joined towards the right. They joined supporting Trump. So that gave him an approval boost. Are you willing to have an approval boost happen two months before an election? Yeah, that's not a good strategy, gang, because Trump sails in at that point. Now, of course, there's the whole thing about they're going to throw around the fact that we still got these mail-in votes floating out there and that the election may not be called on election day because all the votes haven't been counted and they have to have chaos and all that stuff's going to come into play. That's part of their strategy right now anyways. That's baked into the cake. They want the rioting and the looting to go on. And now actually they they were saying that they didn't because they've realized recently polling wise that it it's blowing up in their face. But the additional bump and support that this uh, 
that this smear campaign against somebody like Amy Coney Barrett could have could make a big difference in whether or not Trump wins by a bigger landslide or not. So it's really, it's really uh, in Trump's favor to push out a confirmation of a Supreme Court justice this close to an election. It makes political sense on so many different ways. Whether or not we're going to do it is the problem. Do we have the balls to do it? Do we, do we care? I mean, I know Trump does. I know there are some, some in the Senate that do. And believe it or not, I guess Lindsey Graham's unpacking his balls from, uh, John McCain's, the, uh, you know, <laughs> his urn or whatever. Uh, he's pulling those balls out because he's on board with it. So I think, uh, thinking of the Democrats, considering them and saying, well, let's wait till ac- after the election. Screw them. Let's do it. Politically, it helps Trump. It also politically helps the GOP because we now have an opportunity to put in a vote swaying Supreme Court justice uh, majority. And if they're going to handle the office as it should be and not make it some political activist wing of the United States government and look at it as an apolitical uh, position then maybe we can start moving some of of where we've moved away with the Overton window back towards the Constitution and the way America was founded and designed. This is Adrian Slade. Another interesting development was what's happening with the FBI. I don't know too much into what I've seen. Just there was breaking news over the weekend that Christopher Ray, who has been another stumbling block in getting to the bottom of spying on President Trump, he's being looked at as being replaced. One of the replacements I thought was um, it would be an amazing troll session. It would be <laughs> it would be General Michael Flynn's lawyer, Sidney Powell, who is awesome, who rocks. Yeah, imagine them going, "Here you go. Well, we'll just take Sidney Powell and make her the FBI director." That would be trolling level like you have never seen. And I fully support it. Christopher Ray's got to go. I've said that a number of times. That guy's got to be out of there. Because Mueller and everyone else was able to do all that stupid clown show garbage because Christopher Ray was heading up the FBI after Comey was taken out. And McCabe was removed. So... Let's keep an eye on what's going on with Christopher Ray, and hopefully some better developments are coming on that front. Now, Jennifer Jacobs had something they put out uh, of Trump in a political speech at the National Archives Museum. He said, quote, Today I'm pleased to announce that I will soon sign an executive order establishing a national commission to promote patriotic education. It will be called the 1776 Commission. I think that's great. I know everyone's going to criticize this because it's an executive order, but no one's following the Constitution on any item. I mean, at this point, we have to push back and then start getting back to the Constitution. I mean, if not, we're boxing by the rules and they're beating us with bike locks. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we're arresting people for defending their homes with firearms by holding them in a window. (laughs) I mean, in their own private property, in their own home. They're arresting pastors who want to open up their sanctuaries of worship. I mean, they're pushing critical race theory and equity curriculum based on the 1619 Project, which is 
false. It's been disproven and shown that it's complete BS, and they know it. The people that created 1619 know it and have said, well, you know, it's just a, a platform for awareness or some crap like that. But we're allowing that to become a curriculum? We didn't vote on that. Who did? I mean, it's it's ridiculous. It always comes down to brute force when you allow authoritarians to overstep the Constitution. I mean, there's, there is a video of a man who was at a South Dakota school board meeting and he didn't have his, uh, his mask on. And what did the police do? They came in and arrest him and they took him out. Why? Because it comes down to brute force eventually if we allow them to go over the constitution. So while they're shoving in things like the 1619 project into your kid's school curriculum, um, they're also shoving in things such as, uh, shutting down of churches and things like this because of a pandemic if it, if it takes an executive order to fight fire with fire and get things back in order i'm for it because you know what when they say oh well you know it's no fun when the rabbits got the gun go back to my episode a few episodes back we're the rabbits now we got the gun okay time to start using it and if you're going to use it for conservative ends ends that would be justified as being um a conservative position that we would want to push through Congress, if Congress isn't going to do their job and they've shoved their job over to the Supreme Court, then maybe an executive order is in need to put in a patriotic curriculum, a 1776 commission. Because who else is going to do it? You know, I mean, we've been talking for the abolishment of the Department of Education for a long time. Has that happened? Nope. I mean, at this point, something's got to give. Because what they are pushing through without any, um, any, any constitutional means, it's all anti-American. It's all Marxist, uh, Marxist agenda driven items. So at a certain point, it's time for us to stand and go, you know what? If he has the ability to at least circumvent this for a period of time until we can actually get legislation in, in place and make certain laws and, or get, you know, I mean, really in my mind, get rid of the Department of Education let the local school boards and the local school commissions and the districts in their counties and, and what have you, let them come up with their own curriculum. It doesn't need to be something like uh, No Child Left Behind and then into Common Core and then into critical race theory BS. But until that happens, somebody needs to step up and stop the encroachment of the Marxist that's currently going on. And the only way to do that right now is with the power that somebody can do because Congress isn't doing it. It looks like through an executive order, maybe we can make that happen. And I know that's not the most libertarian thing to say, but at this point, no one's following the Constitution. And if we do, we're only playing a game where we're following the rules and they're doing whatever they're doing on another uh, playing field and they're winning and, and we're losing in the process. I'm Adrian Slade. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to check out my podcast, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Spreaker, TuneIn, iHeart. It's over there on the, on Overcast as well. Rate us. Give us a, give us a five star rating because that helps us go up in the visibility department of these podcast platforms. You can also check out, uh, you, if you want to be a part of the show, call 929-GO-GO-USA or actually go on anchor.fm. You can leave a message directly on the app. You can also check out, check out our Roku channel. We'll be updating that soon with newer content. And, uh, 
Check out adrianslade show.com. Until next time, God bless.